0: I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am, and I get what I get because I live in be smoke. Stop being gazelle. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. We keep it
1: baby. We keep
2: it What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Joined as always. By the Beijing sensation, Mr. Carl Phillips.
1: Hey, and I got to stop and explain real quick, see, so because somebody stopped me in Dallas and was like, yo, what's the what, what does Beijing mean? And I don't think we ever really said it, but just real uh, quick. I'm not
2: sure what it means. <laughs> no you, somebody
1: told me that was, uh, I think
2: it's a ne- a nickname for somebody from Barbados. Uh, absolutely. Not- so
1: so the, the traditional term is Barbadian, but if you're local, we just said Beijing. So it's B-A-J-A-A. And my man asked me, like, yo, is it something to do with the color beige? Cause you dark. And I was like, no, nah, hmm. I had nothing to do with that. So yeah, hmm. just had to explain that. But where okay,
2: but how okay, then now I'm curious. So how does Barbadian come down to beige? Oh, like let me that, tell you that, something.
1: That, the, the, so of course we speak English, but it's the fastest way you could get it said. Like they always waste time. So if you listen to them talk, like oh, they are. talk super fast. So somehow Barbadian just got condensed to Bajan and it just stuck so yeah that's oh yeah
2: no Beijing sound way sweeter so I'm not tripping (laughs) yeah no it definitely sound way sweeter and the hip-hop preacher is running around somewhere doing a million things is it here Uh, okay what it do y'all what it do y'all good Uh, morning good morning morning. they ain't getting this in the morning but we sure are giving it to you in the morning never let it be said that we are not 120% committed to this podcast it's uh four o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time man but we still bringing y'all this podcast live and direct. You know how we do man. You got to get up and get it. He and I got a flight to catch to LA this morning as soon as we finish this join up. And so um man, you got to get it in when you can get it in. He was on the road yesterday so you know we try to fit this thing in when we can man and um we're here and we got another episode so we're going we're going to do our best every week. To make it happen, whether we in Poland, London, whether it's you know a million things going on, man, we want to make sure we get you guys uh, the podcast and the information, man. As we know that many of you use it um, as part of your day, you look forward to it, playing it in the car on the way to the gym, on on your commute to work, whatever it is, and we appreciate you guys rocking with us. Let's jump into it today, uh, man. Am I tripping? Right, uh, uh, man, I, and I'm. Uh, this is I'm gonna slow down because this is uh. This is near and dear to my heart right now, but am I tripping or um, are, is the healthcare system still behind in terms of the amount of paperwork that you have to fill out? Okay, now, not uh, I hate to be a complainer, right? I I, I don't like to do it, but somebody got to do it. Why is it that when I go anywhere, hospital, doctor's office, whatever? Do I have to fill out the same exact information every single time? Right? And it started me, I really started thinking about this when uh, Avery was born, right? So Trey, we have Trey, then we have Avery two years later. Like, Candace's blood type ain't changed. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Her birthday ain't changed. Like, like, okay, I get it. His address changed. And I'm saying, Carl, is it too much? We put a man on the moon dog on it. Is it too much for me to ask to get maybe an iPad where I fill in the information one time and put in my address and then on the next page it just says click here to insert address and you double tap and your address pop up again. All right, so I go to the doctor and this is we'll get in and this is the topic of the day. I'm going to transition this as smoothly as I can. <laughs> I go to the doctor. I got 62 forms to fill out. All 62. Want my address. They want my birthday on all the forms. I'm saying there has I, okay, it's just got to be an easier way, right? Every time I take trade to the doctor, right? I have to fill in the exact same info that I fill in every single time. I'm like, what in the world is this? There has got to be an easier way. So, yesterday, they make me show up 30 minutes early to the appointment to fill out paperwork. And then, are a half hour late getting me back in to see the doc. I'm like, what is going on? So, I, I, I don't know, is it just me or dentist's office, doctor's office? Every time you go in, Do you have to
1: fill out a million uh, items of paperwork? I promise you, see, the dentist's office, I stopped, well, the last time I went to the dentist before this year was probably three years ago. And the one deciding factor that kept me from going back, I mean, at least a year out of that was the paperwork. No exact, I'm talking about absolute truth. My wife and I had the, they sent the papers and it was like, I'm talking about, it looked like a thesis. Like they sent this envelope with like, it was so thick And I'm looking at this like, yo, I got to fill it out. I got to get it done. But it took me, I mean, months to fill it out. Because it just, it was not that important. And it just, every time I looked at it, it was like, man, this is just too much. Like, I can't do this right now. But I promise you, my wife ended up, she ended up just taking the responsibility and filling the whole thing out. And just left like a couple little things for me to sign or whatever. But literally, it was months before. So... And and yeah, there's basic things that just absolutely like you said. I do. I was just trying to think as you were talking. Maybe it's a HIPAA thing where they can't share stuff about you, but that had nothing to do with your address though. Like your Come address, on. you know what I'm saying? Your phone number, your blood type. Like you said, that stuff ain't changed. It's the same for Come the on. last dog, you know. However long. So yeah, no, it's got to be some better system. <laughs> that right. like, yo, something. this is- Right, I still
2: had the same known allergies and not and <laughs> right. no allergy. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it yeah. has not changed. I'm yeah. a grown man. Like I did not develop a little dandelion allergy overnight. <laughs> um, so I was irritated, man. And uh, I'll be honest now. I want to transition, you know, because this is you know a, a um, kind of why I brought this up. So uh, we can, you know, because of just that. Process and just all of it right now it sounds silly, but I'm just being honest with you. So when in my sophomore year, I had major shoulder reconstruction surgery um, a football injury. Shout out to Bernard Peterman if he's out there all right I still remember the guy's name. his name's Bernard Peterman. we I was sophomore playing varsity football. And we were having walkthroughs, and we were, you know, walkthroughs, you go at like, you know, 20%, 30% speed, right? You don't play full out because you got a game the next day. So you kind of just, you know, lightly hit, wrap up. You don't go full speed. Well, anyway, I'm a sophomore starting varsity. I don't know. Maybe there's some jealousy. This guy might have been a third string linebacker, whatever. So I'm getting ready. We're, We're walking through the plays, just walking through, Carl, like nothing deep. My man decides he wants to come make an All-American hit on me. I don't know. Maybe trying to earn a starting spot. I don't know what he was trying to do. But he comes from out of nowhere and, like, smashes me hard. Not hard enough to, like, knock me down or anything, but, like, I'm not bracing myself for, like, a full hit. So the way I had my arm extended, it wasn't ready for that kind of hit. And bam, he hit me hard, and I felt my shoulder just shred. Like, I'm just, like, literally everything popped Crackled like snapped and I was like, yo, so anyway long story short I played the rest of the season then got the the, it operated on after the season I mean a big operation. I had to wear this huge harness for like months couldn't move my arm just you know A terrible deal right had to sleep in the lazy my dad went out and bought me a lazy boy had to sleep in a lazy boy And um, it was a bad deal so um, I got it fixed whatever, you know went on to play obviously had a couple more knee surgeries after that, but over the years, my shoulder has gotten progressively worse, right? And, you know, I'll be honest, for the last four or five years, there's been quite a bit of discomfort, right? And, and I've kind of chosen to ignore it, if you will, right? I just like, okay, I'm, you know, based on what we do, I don't necessarily need my shoulder to be a hundred percent. And so I've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And then, you know, it kind of reared its ugly head like Candace has been on me forever about going to get it fixed. Like, especially when Trey was born, she was like, we have kids now. You need to just go ahead and get it fixed now. And I was like, all right, I got you. And I would put off going to see the surgeon and put off going to see the surgeon. And then Avery was born and, you know, I'm picking up the car seat again and I can feel my shoulder and it's, you know, snap, crackle, pop. Is waking me up out of my sleep at night. We're talking about, like, you know, a while that I've been dealing with this and not really saying anything. For those of you who see me in the VIP sessions and stuff like that, you might see me randomly grab it and start rolling it around like I'm about to pitch nine innings. And um, when Avery got here, you know, I guess, you know, carrying her car seat on a regular basis, it start tearing up my shoulder again. And then now Trey's to the age where he's almost three, so he's, like, ready to go outside and play football and play catch all the time and be super active. Um, and so finally, man, I was like, all right, that's it. I got to go in. And I went into the doctor yesterday, Carl, and I don't even think I told you this. I think I told E, but I I mean, I was hurt. I already knew what they were going to say. Like I knew it wasn't like, oh, okay, take some Tylenol, go to therapy. Uh, I went in there and they x-rayed it. They looked at my shoulder. Um, apparently the screws that are in my shoulder, there's an issue with them. Um, so basically my, the screws are like not where they're supposed to be anymore, I don't know if they moved, I don't know if he put them in the wrong spot, but apparently my cartilage is, is, is getting torn up by the screws and apparently um, I got arthritis really bad, and long story short, they need to, you know, do an operation uh, to get the screws out and basically repair my, my shoulder again. So as you know, um, it's never a good thing to have to do surgery, and I was... I already knew it was coming so my wife was like you know when I came home it was like zero sympathy I was all like you know kind of down I was like man she was like you already knew they were gonna say that like why are you acting like but I was like man it's just different when you finally hear it right and you know I sat there and she was like like not this is what you get but she was like you could have taken care of this four or five years ago but I always had the excuse of like yo everything is going great you know, we, we finally starting to build momentum in the company. You know what I'm saying? We, we finally, you know, starting to impact the lives we said we were going to impact. All these things are going great for us. Like, I don't want to risk having to take any time off in order to get this done. Like, just to be honest with y'all, like, I did not want to go in and have them tell me exactly what they told me yesterday, which is I'm going to need another operation or procedure to do whatever they need to do to fix it. I remember being down. Even though it was a 10th grade, I remember it like yesterday. I remember being down for quite a while. I remember being in pain. I remember just being miserable and I did not want to have that feeling again. And so I put it off literally for the last four years. My shoulder has been getting just worse and worse and worse. And I had put it off until yesterday. And I finally went in and they gave me that news and I sat there and I was like, wow, like, you know, what I had to, you know, do some soul searching and find out, like, see, what is it about you that, you know, you couldn't man up and go get this done and go hear what you needed to hear and get it taken care of so that you can get it over with? Because now I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed at first, but then last night I started having a sense of relief of, all right, cool, I can get this behind me, you know, so I already kind of feel better you know, the procedure hasn't, you know, gotten here yet. And, you know, hopefully I can get it done as soon as possible. Maybe when we get back from Australia, but I had to do some soul searching and I wanted to know from you guys, um, what is it about humans that we would rather put things off that we know we have to do, even if we know it's good for us, even though if we know, um, it's best for us in the long run, what is it about that procrastination spirit or, or, cause I believe this is what I'm getting at guys. I think we do that not only, you know, sometimes with our health, but people do that with their businesses, right? There's things that you've known. You're supposed to been updated your website a long time ago. You were supposed to, you know, put your business plan together a long time ago, but yet and still we have not done it. And I want to know from you guys, give me a time when you procrastinated on something and it cost you a little bit. And, and also talk to me about why you think that is that we would delay what we know we have to do and what we know is ultimately
1: best for us. So I'm, I'm almost literally about to hang up the phone and go and handle my business. Not nearly the extent of what you you going through, see, but literally, I remember you talking about seven years ago, going up the stairs in Bessie Hall. And my knee just gave out and I'm like, what in the devil? And from then till this day, it'll go through two weeks, three weeks, and I'll just get some stupid pain. I just ignore it. I promise you, you're challenging me in a way that I hadn't been challenged at all now, like you said. And I think just to answer your question, we put off this stuff because you don't, you, you don't wanna deal with it in terms of, you don't wanna change what you, everything you know right now is what you know. And you have no idea when, you know when you go to this consultation what that's gonna look like man what does it mean for me I, it, like you said i am going to be down for a period of time i get that but like i think there's a bigger thing like what does it really mean like i'm thinking of my knees like yo this is my walking like you know what i'm saying like well, how does this even affect and it could be nothing you know what i'm saying it could be car you need to exercise or eat something different or whatever but then the flip side is like you said it could be arthritis or something like man i think i think we we kind of trick ourselves into the fear not knowing like we make ourselves believe that that's better if you get what i'm saying like if i don't know you know almost like your kids you you got you, you, you play with the kids and you know they close their eyes and it's almost like yo, if i close my eyes and i can't see you you can't see me so i think it's that concept like if i right, if i right. can't see it then maybe like right but as a grown man Carl, do you know how ridiculous yeah, that sounds <laughs> i'm telling you I'm, i almost have up the phone on you it's that
2: yeah that's what no i'm real. saying like you know you know some people got a fear of going to the doctor to get a checkup or you know whatever cuz it's like but it's like yo it, at the end of the day Whatever is or is not going on, you're better off knowing and getting it taken care of right now. We know that. We know that, but yet and still we don't do it. And I'm thinking of like, and maybe if he's right there, I haven't heard he talking, but if he's right there, he can speak to procrastination on a level, um, you know, from from wherever he's been. Because I know he had an issue with that early in his career. Uh, You know, I've heard him talk about it a couple of times, but I think procrastination in general, like you know is a huge problem for people and i think that's one of the the main things he has taught us business-wise clearly he didn't teach it to me about my shoulder but business-wise he has always been like i I, like for instance let me give you guys an example like he was like this is this is e in a nutshell right like we'll be in the car like this back in the day we'll be in the car and i'll be like you know what we should do you know what we should call up my man and see if we could use his space you know, to maybe put on our event next summer. And I look over at E and E has already dialed the number and is already talking to the guy. Carl, help me out here. I mean, I'll be like, yo, who are you talking to? he would be like, oh, you said you want to use this space next summer. Here you go, right here. Here, talk to him. Hold on. Here, go see. And I would be like, yo, what are you doing? But I realized that was E's defense mechanism against procrastination was to literally do it right that second. So we might say something, whereas before I met E, you would throw it out there, and I'm going to be honest. You, you might not ever even think about it again, right? Let's just let's be a thousand percent honest. You would say something in the world basically just to hear yourself talk, and you would never come back to that idea again, whereas E held us accountable, and every single time we would actually say something, he would do something to get the ball. And, like, if we say, yo, we should write a book, you know, about Blase splee or Blase like, that night, he will send you a chapter. And I don't even think he does it with, like, the intention of I'm going to do it Let's do it right now. So much as to if we start the process, I guarantee we'll finish it. But if we never start it, we're in trouble. And so, E, if you can kind of speak to like when you learned that, how you learned that, and how you defeated, you know, procrastination in your past life.
0: I mean, it's what you just said. You know, I, I was a loser. You know what I'm saying? I fell over and over and over again. And for every, you know, problem, there's a solution. And so for me it was like, yo, E, why do you keep failing? You know, why do you keep, you know, having these dreams and these goals and you can't like, you know, you that you know that dude that's sitting on the corner, sitting on the porch, you know, and he talking about what if if I coulda, woulda, shoulda. And I was like, yo, I don't wanna be that guy, you know? And then I had a spouse who definitely wasn't on that tip, you know what I'm saying? Who definitely, you know, uh was discouraged and I'm not gonna say like showed her discouragement, but I, I I saw that me being a procrastinator definitely wasn't allowing me to live like, you know, a prosperous life as it relates to my, you know, my marriage and my family. And so I just was like, yo, E, what's the best way, you know, to deal with this problem? What's like one immediate solution, you know, that would rid you of this? And it was like, do it right then, because for real. That's what you said. See, I, I, I wasn't a bad person, but I would think of something and then three months later I wouldn't think about it until, you know, think about it again and three months later, you know, and then sometimes it would be too late. I would have late fees like I think that's probably what stung me more than anything. All them late fees I was paying and I didn't even have any money, but student loan, you know, late fees on that, you know, stu- um, uh, late fees on the rent, late fees on, you know, mortgage, late fee on car note, you know, and these late fees was adding up and my girl getting frustrated, you know, cause we already living from check to check and then we giving away money. And so I just was like, yo, let's just start doing it now. And here's the other reason why I do it immediately and I tell y'all about it because of the accountability, you know, and I think that's why a lot of people are afraid to have People in their lives who're gonna hold them accountable, you know. what I'm saying because it's like, shoot, I ain't even know if I wanted to do that or not. But immediately, I'm like, yo, C, or yo, Carl, or, yo, you know, uh, whoever, Tay, yo, yo, you know, whoever, Cam. And then once somebody else knows, then that person can call you and is like, yo, yeah, I thought you said you was gonna get your PhD. Yo, yeah, I thought. But I will say this though, when I heard you talking, and this is real, and we and and you know, we can't be afraid. But there are some people, once they find out they have a chronic illness, you know, or something of that nature, it does, like, you ever heard, you never know somebody like, they was good up until they found out they was diagnosed with something. You know what I'm saying? And immediately when they found out they were diagnosed with that thing, the the news or the knowledge of that, it broke them. And I think that's why a lot of people don't want to know, but I'm going to be real. It doesn't have to break you. You know what I'm saying? When you get that information, you get that news, it really doesn't have to break you. And I think that's why a lot of us are afraid because we see people begin to deteriorate. You know what I'm saying? We see people who, you know, um, mentally, you know, going to funk. Well, we just see people for real, man, who the quality of life they once had, once they get, um, you know, what you would consider not necessarily good news, for whatever reason, it just, it destroys them. And so I do wanna challenge those people who are listening who may have to get a, you know, I'm diagnosed with cancer. I'm gonna be real with you. It's better to find out at stage one than it is at stage four, you know, for real. And and, and you don't wanna hear it, period. Uh, but let me tell you something. When you find out early, you know, and you can allow the doctor to do his thing, you could put yourself in a position, you know, to, to, to help yourself for real it is better to get the information at stage 1 than it is to get it at stage 4 so don't don't be afraid to get it try to get it as soon as you possibly can and then you could put a um, what is it you can put a um, um, a strategy together you know to deal with whatever news and i believe that whatever news you get you won't be the first to get it and and you won't be the first when you survive through it you won't be the first person that survived. Yeah, no, that absolutely,
2: news. and I, and I'm thinking, you know, absolutely, and thank you for the word. Like for real, we need that. The health messages serious, um, but I'm thinking, you know, even for you know non health stuff. Like I said, like 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 let's let's take it more cuz we got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen let's take it to that route like for real when when people you know like i said they know they're supposed to update their website you know you're supposed to put your business plan together you know you're supposed to go get that llc and yet you st- still you procrastinate and i want to go back to something carl said and i think that fear of the unknown as okay what if i do it and it's not right what if it takes too long what if it you know what i mean what if it comes out wrong and so E, I, I like what you said, you know, you were tired of, you know, the results you were getting, but I think, like, is it a natural thing to pro- to procrastinate? Is that, like, where, where do we get that? Like, where, where does it actually stem from when it's not life or death? Like, we ain't talking, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I get, I got you. You don't want to find out something going wrong. You got a terrible cough. You don't want to go in. I, okay, I kind of understand that. But we're talking about something that as simple as writing up your proposal, right? Or, or, or going to meet somebody and, you know, discuss, you know, certain things. Like, these aren't life or death things, but yet and still we put them off when we know that would help us progress forward.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, even though it's not life or death, some kind of way the, the, the fear of rejection is real high up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really sure how, how. But the fear of rejection is huge. And I think that stops a lot of people or the fear of failure. Like, I'm going to fail. And I, and I just want to say this, like, for real, if you think you're going to be successful without a series of failures, you, you you are really confused about what success is. Like, you are really confused. Like, don't sit on this phone or, or, or as we're on this. Don't think like you on this podcast, like E ain't mess up, C ain't mess up, you know, Carl ain't mess up, they ain't mess up as a company. Like, yo, if you go back and listen to some of the podcasts, you will hear, okay, we did this t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? It didn't work. We got with this company and they, you know, failed us or we put this... You know, program together, and Carl like I, he didn't even let me do it. I, you know what I'm saying? I just put the program together whenever. But look, he learned something in the process. I learned something in the process. She learned a lot when that deal with the bank didn't go through. Like we ain't gonna never rely on nobody else. So I'm telling you, failure is a part. Like, and I, I'm not gonna put no number together and sit here and try to act like I'm some mathematician or something because I'm not. But I'm gonna say this. See. For every forty or fifty failures, you might get one or two successes. Like for real. Like I, that sounds like a crazy number, but oh, no for no me, doubt. it's up there. You got a lot of failures oh, no before you're gonna be successful, and you're gonna get a yeah, lot of rejection. That. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what I said. That might be, yeah, that might be like a, yeah, you know, like a a, 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 You know, I'm just trying, trying to sound positive number, but for real, you're gonna go through a lot of rejection, and you're gonna deal with a lot of failure.
1: So I think it's a second part to it too. I mean, failure, of course, that's the big one. E. But then the flip side of that is the comfort that you have of where you are. Mm-hmm. You're yep. so used to yep. doing it the way you're doing it. Hey, yep. I am 300 pounds and I've been walking with this for the last, Absolutely. you know, two, three, yep. how many every year? Yep. So like I know right. this, you know what right. I'm saying? Right. It's familiar. Yep. So it's the fear of the unknown, but yep. it's also the comfort of the familiar. Absolutely. So it's two parts of it comfort that you got to address familiar. both of it. Ooh, write yeah, that down, somebody. The, from, Say yeah, that again, familiar. Carl. The comfort of the yeah, familiar. Real, Carl. Yeah. And
2: then you know what's crazy, too, is like. And I was thinking about this. I had a friend, right? And, and, and this is my, my homie, man. And um, he was interested in a young lady. And he, I was like, man, talk to her. But he's like a real shy dude, right? And like, so it was funny because I was, you know, kind of gassing him up. Like, man, if you think she, you know, she the one, like, you know, approach her. You know what I mean? Like, ask her on a date, you know, do all these things. And he was like, yo. He was like, man, I don't know. And it was that fear of rejection thing, crowd that you talk about, right? And he was like, man, but... You know, she could say no. And I'm like, yo, all right, cool. Like, like what could happen if she says no? Like, like, that's it. Like, you know, it is what it is. And he was like, yeah, I got you. I was like, but if she say, yeah, we good. We're going on the date. We good. He was like, yeah, so high risk, high reward. And I was like, mm, it, it hit me. I was like, no, not necessarily. Like the, the risk is made up in your mind. It's a falsehood because the de facto answer is no anyway. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the risk, there the really right. is no risk. Yeah, you never Because say if that you do not ask now. her out, that, that's in fact, like I said, a de facto, no. It's, it's Same literally result. no. So literally the yep. only thing it can be is positive. And he was like, mm. Mm. And he asked mm. her out. She said no, but no, no. Was just like, uh, you know i <laughs> I don't know what See, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was hoping that, that this I'm story teasing. would end a little bit better. But I remember the conversation and it was like, he was like, oh, yeah, high risk, high reward. And I'm like, nah, bro. No risk, like it's already a no, let's just assume that you start at a no, you know, and so in and the and I was thinking about it, and the same concept goes for business, goes for sales, and goes for anything else that you might be dealing with, but absolutely man, procrastination, I feel like is one of those things that you know really come back to bite you, and I think that's one of the things that really helped us go to another level is because. We, we were able to not procrastinate and do all of these things. And what happens is when you have these, you know, quote unquote failures, which I, I told you, I don't believe in the word failure. Either you win or you learn. But when you have these quote unquote failures, it, you, it allows you to have them faster when you're not procrastinating. And you're able to get to the things that actually work. So I love it now. And people will say, oh, you guys are doing so great. And you you, you guys are geniuses. and Oh, you're making it happen. You got people like that. I'm like, imagine if you know, there was like 10 boxes, right? And inside each one of these boxes, um, maybe inside, let's say, three of them, there was a prize, right? Like, there's like a, a, a an actual prize, a diamond in, in three out of 10 of these boxes. And you go in the back room and you're able to lift up a box and go, nope, 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 uh, oh, yep, nope, 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 yep, up uh, nope, nope, yep, whatever. Boom, you find out which three boxes have the diamonds in them. Now, you roll them out in front of the whole world and you go watch as I the great Houdini pick correctly predict which the diamond in which in one of these three boxes and you go through boom and now you picking and the whole world sees you getting it right every time and they're like whoa look how sweet he is they don't know that just like them you were in the back trying to figure it out lifting up every box just like they were you know what i'm saying and so now you're looking like a genius. Now you're looking like you know what you're talking about. But in reality, you just went through the ways that don't work in private. So now in public, everything looks like a win. Does that make
1: sense? Oh, absolutely. Perfect sense. Yeah, oh, Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And so I, I hope people understand that. But the procrastination thing, the longer you take to make those mistakes, the longer you take to actually go through those quote unquote failures, then the longer it, you're, you're delaying your success. Right now, every box we open is just like, oh my God, they did it again! Oh, I'm, we just because we know now, we know where the diamond's at, and so we just—that's the only one we open it.
1: And so, I need you to get to a point where you can defeat that procrastination and go to another level. Hey, and I need to go get this knee checked out. Then let's you just feel end me? it there. You feel me? Let's just do the <laughs> show and get the, the knee knees. checked out. Let E and his teeth be an example to all no, of us. Duh. Everybody should
2: be at the dentist two times a week. Uh, Getting their joints flossed and and, and right, man. So, uh, absolutely. Um, Real quick, man, I want to go into, uh, before we head out into into Ask ET and the whole nine, I want to jump into uh, something, uh, early Ask ET, if I will. And somebody actually told me that... um, it opened up but is there any truth to the rumor that chick-fil-a has opened up Ooh, down the street wee. from y'all chick-fil-a and that, and that there's a 50 minute wait for chicken nuggets oh, am i hey let me just am, put I, it am like I hearing this? this correctly
1: it opened on i can remember the date the 13th of october the year 2016. let me just tell you so <laughs> the Man. year by lord the year for lord 2016. <laughs> Hey, no, it was literally, I mean, they, they, whoever is managing and organizing this thing, though, they got, I'm just telling you, they're beast at it. So I'm sure they overhired staff, you know, knowing that it would be a whole lot of a, a rush. But I'm just telling you, like, I went there three times that day, just out of curiosity, three times that day and each time. So see, you know, the layout. They had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Well, I ain't eat. I'm just saying, I I passed by just to see what it was. I I end up going. (laughs) I end up going um, that night and just getting some because the kids had seen the play set. I told them it was opening soon. They heard it open that day. They're like, Daddy, can we go? Oh, they got the play They got got the little play play pen in in there. So it was a wrap. I had to go. But three times I went by. See, you know where it is across from the mall. So they had the line for the cars going down through by all the way down to Burlington, around. Get the uh, orange cones. With the cones, yeah, everything laid out. I'm talking about all the way down, see, to Cheddar's. Wait, out on Saginaw, the line was backed up? So they ran it. They ran kind of like a little snakes and ladders joint. So it was like looped all around between the stores. But there was a system. You came in, you joined the line. You had to go all the way down by Cheddar's. You know what I'm saying? That's that's way down, come back around Cheddar's all that's the drive through so but they had it moving so smooth dude and then uh, he gonna get he gonna get high on this I don't know what the wait time was but after a certain time if you waited whatever more than the anticipated time they just do something free in your bag for you they didn't even say nothing to you they just threw a free sandwich mm. in our bag so my wife and I split my son went to go to the playpen so she jumped in the car she stayed in the line, and I just ran inside with my man. I was like, "Boo, I'm not getting in the line." Oh, by the way, there was the line inside the building, out too, as well, around the building, like you know, going inside. So if you
2: thought you was gonna be slick and just go in instead of the drive-through, you still hit. So
1: either Apple which phone. way, either you, which way. It was like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to 7. figure
2: out how Carl <laughs> said he didn't eat." But now he know all the intricacies. <laughs> I'm a little confused. Yeah. You know what
1: I'm saying? Carl, somebody lying. Carl, when night. we
2: listen back to this podcast, we're going to spot you in a <laughs> lie, bro. Because you said, no, I ain't eat. No, I'm telling I just went up you, there hey, three times. Now you're telling me you went in. I went
1: back the night. The and last we time, had, Yeah, the, the last final, time I went back. The final of the three. Uh, 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 yeah. So you scoped it out twice. Yeah, but you I did scope it out twice. twice. Absolutely. So, no, no, we went in. I just went to the door. I was like, boo, I ain't getting in the line. I just want to take little man to the play set. We went in. He played for a while. My wife stayed out there. had to have been at least, I'd say 40, 45 minutes. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, the time went by, she called me like, hey, I'm done, go back outside. She opened the bag, it's like a extra chicken sandwich. And I was like, how many you order? She's like, I know I ordered three, it was my niece was with us. And she's like, well, there's four in the bag. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, they're not playing out here, man. And since then, see, it's still been, like, I'm talking about we a week in now, and it's still like that. It's still lying outside, so they're not playing. For breakfast, too. Breakfast, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Let me tell you this, though. Here's the part that, because I haven't had a chance, um, unfortunately, I'm getting ready for Australia, so I haven't had a chance to, like, frequent it like I want to. I went and picked up Morgan. I had a marriage counseling session with Morgan yesterday, so I picked up... um, I picked up something for her. But let me tell you, I was in a line, I was talking to the people and I was just like, yeah, I'm being real with y'all. I don't know that it will last here. uh, And this is why I'm concerned, you know, Michigan does not necessarily, you know, um, embrace the Southern hospitality. And I I know that's a big part, you know, of your brand, like your actual business model is centered around Southern hospitality. And the gentleman, he, um, he revealed to me that a large portion of their staff um, came in from North Carolina. That and I, that in no, fact, no, they that,
2: didn't recruit them, uh, did they? In fact, in fact,
0: that that they, they the many of the um, you know secondary you know B B level you know come off the bench squad was from Michigan. Oh, six man. But but uh, most of them, most of their senior staff uh, came in from North Carolina, and that they had planned on being there. For some ex- extended period of time, until those individuals in Michigan can wow. actually pick up the so culture. Wow. Oh well, they
2: they might want to plan on being there for a while. <laughs> yeah, no. So you know what I mean? no, no I'm saying? No question. I ain't trying to be funny. Yeah, no but in the ask. mitten, you know, we 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 it we get yeah, cold. We blue collar. We it work cold, hard, but we ain't yeah. necessarily smiling. You know what I'm saying? We're not smiling. We ain't necessarily into asking you about your day every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a different little swagger. So. um yeah, no, I'm I'm excited that y'all y'all finally uh y'all finally got a chicken fillet up there. Hey, and, uh, here's a challenge though for me. Did the other one open up too? Is it two? I don't, of them I'm not sure. I've been hearing about that,
0: but I don't know. I it's not you know if it is, you know, it's always going to be in that Oakumis area. But I I I don't know. I haven't heard anybody else speak of one there, but the one on our side of town, which is shocking, that the Lansing Mall right. would get one before you know uh, Meridian. It's is quite it's quite ironic to me, but it's it's still blowing up like everybody from the area is coming over here, you know. But I I, I wanted to say, you know, unfortunately for me, it's a it's going to be a battle so far. Chick Chick Chick-fil-A has lost the battle, but it is directly across the street from Chipotle Ooh. and so Ooh, so far. One got to
2: go, impromptu yeah. one got to go yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. Which one? Chick which one got to go. Getting, uh, just the two of them, yeah. the, the two heavyweight contenders. Yeah, We're fillet. talking about uh, 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 Mike Tyson versus <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. Which one got to yeah, go? Mike Tyson got to
0: go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he got a romantic engagement. Yeah, right. with, with, I, I've <laughs> already been in love with, she's already been there for me. I can't lose, you know what I'm saying, my, mm. my ride or die. For something new and So Chick-fil-A gotta go? Yo, it's gotta go, bruh. It's gotta go. I'll see her at the <laughs> airport. I'll see her at the airport. I'll see her when I get <laughs> to Alabama and North Carolina. But Chick- Oh
2: yeah, because I know he ain't got time to be sitting in no line oh, for 45 minutes waiting on. Okay, but what if okay, now let me ask you this. What if the line was not an issue and she was just wide open, just like Chipotle? It, it,
0: you know, to me it's still a chicken sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like it, they don't have a lot of variation. And the stuff that I want to eat, I'm not in a position to eat that. I can't do the double uh, Oreo milkshake. I can't do that no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't do the cookies. I can't do that no more.
1: Hey, let me throw the twist, so What if it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago? Because you want the health boy now. And you know what's so crazy, guys? I, you know, this is crazy, and I've never shared this before.
0: But you know I grew up pretty much. I went to Oakwood, so I grew up in Alabama. And so I was around Chick Fil A, and I used to say to myself all the time, like, "Yo, E, why are you just getting on the on the uh, Chick Fil A bandwagon?" And it was because I was a vegetarian for 14 years. I didn't eat chicken. So while I was around Chick Fil A, I never had it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't start eating meat really until I came back to Michigan, heavy. And you know what I'm saying? So, so that's why. But Chipotle, yeah, they got a variety, a variety of things that I can get. And, and, and Chipotle and quite got the most, most
2: extensive healthy. menu now. You're just talking like Chipotle Cheesecake Factory. They, they got uh, burritos and tacos. Bro. No, what you burritos, about, like? tacos, and I don't know if you had their quesadilla. And you get the
0: exact the, same thing every time, quesadilla. so quesadilla. what difference do it make? No, the quesadilla. I switch it up. I do the quesadilla, well, quesadilla sometimes. No, I've never sometimes. seen you get no Sometimes I do the bowl. Ever. Sometimes I do the, um, uh, the burrito. Uh, sometimes the taco. And now I got the chip, this chip. Being a rice boy i got so i got a well, variation five the things.
2: vehicle ain't what matter you got the same ingredients every time the vehicle you use to get it <laughs> you just switch mouth. it
0: up through a little bit they just got the chicken sandwich <laughs> and the bun and you know the bread thing man like you never
2: have an option not to eat bread at chick-fil-a you never had that option well you can get no chick-fil-a got the grilled nuggets don't sleep on the oh, okay. grilled Y'all nuggets. Had those. Don't they don't tempting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. And, and they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, 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 uh, you, uh, you, 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 eat to live. You know what yeah. I'm saying with that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, you ain't necessarily living that. to eat with that. Yeah. So yeah, no, the the grilled nuggets. Oh, trust me, I I do them because my family, uh, Trey, is at that age where he, you know, starting to get into nuggets a little bit. You know what I mean? So. Uh, matter of fact though, Trey loved Chick-fil-A hash browns. Every once in a while, mm. we'll go by there for breakfast. Yeah, see I don't never get on that breakfast tip, but you are right.
0: Yeah, they, ooh, they do have a, yeah, that biscuit egg cheese.
2: Oh. oh, yeah, no. Nah, yeah, I don't hey, fool with hey, breakfast. I'm, I'm headed yeah, to the airport. Ooh, ooh. I'm headed to Gate A here in about 30 minutes. And might have to swing something, but you know, I'm not uh yeah, no, I can't do it, bro. I'm, I'm, yeah, the biscuit and all of that is too much. You know what I'm saying? It's too much. much. You can get addicted. So no, I'm not hitting. Hey, Um, hey, see, shout out to all y'all
0: like me, you in your forties, like for real, man. I I never forget my grandfather before he passed and um, he, he, you know, um, you know, to my grandfather, Jesse McWilliams, you know, rest in peace. But, um, you know, he was a very hard worker. And I think, when he retired, that really was, you know, the death of my grandfather. And I know that might sound weird to some of y'all, but he ended up like, you know, sitting in his lazy boy chair watching, you know, wrestling and stuff like that, end up getting a sore on his leg from, you know, just just I mean, actually just, you know, chilling, you know. And um, I remember before he passed, he told me, he said, son, once you hit 50, the body deteriorates. He's like, so what I'm trying to tell you is you know, as early as you possibly can, you know, change your diet, but get on that heavy exercise regimen. And I was like, I got you granddad. So when I hit my forties, I really, you know, and so, you know, I know you guys, are, some of you working out, some of you not. Carl talked about you 300 pounds or more and you're comfortable with it. I'm like, yo, for real, if they like in your forties, fifties, if you gonna do something about it, like, yo, for real, this is the time to do something about it. Like for real, for real. So I'm not on no, like, no health tip, but I am saying like, for real, for those of you who are listening, like really evaluate where you are. I'm talking about blood pressure. She talked about, um, you know, going to the dentist regularly. I also, like I do my annual checkup every single year. Uh, I go get my blood, uh, my, uh, you know, do, do my blood check. Just the whole nine, like I don't play with it no more. When I was younger, doctor tell me to go get the whatever. I'm like, ah, whatever, I'm not going to no lab. It's not that deep, I'm good. So I do it all. Diddy makes me go to the doctor or to one of those pharmacies or whatever and do my blood pressure. Like I'm checking, like, like a car, I'm checking my body on a regular, regular basis, getting eye exams, you know, throat, ear exams because I speak for a living, you know. So my girl got me out there like, E, let's take take care of your body. So I'm just saying, I know that's this is not our podcast, like we're not the health individuals, but I'm in my 40s, y'all, I'm telling y'all, And I feel great, I'm running four miles a day, walking five, six miles a day. You know, I feel great juicing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Not eating after, you know, five, six o'clock, you know. So I'm just saying, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but while you out here getting this paper, while you out here grinding, being an entrepreneur, what sense does it make to make six, seven figures, but you only gonna live, you know, another five or six years the way
2: you're handling your body. So take care of your body, man. Absolutely. Good message. Um, Let's jump into Ask ET. Ask ET, brought to you by BreatheUniversity.com. You know the big things we're doing over at BreatheUniversity. We would love for you guys to be a part. Shout out to everybody who came out the other day in Dallas. Uh, What a phenomenal session that was. Packed house, two VIPs, uh, standing room only, just a crazy, crazy event and um a bunch of you you know that came on you know to breathe you and join the community you guys heard the crazy things that we're doing now man that the marriage podcast uh is coming is almost up we got the marriage calls that we're doing people are getting so much out of that the business builder calls Um, It's just, we're going nuts right now. You need to be a part of what we got going on. Go to breatheuniversity.com, use the promo code BUSpecial and get 50% off your first month. All right, let's jump into Ask ET. Jackson in London wants to know, ET, how do you gauge whether or not uh, an opportunity is right for you? I mean, you know, I I gauge it based
0: on what my yearly vision and goals are. You know, at the beginning of the year, you should have a, you know, these are my non-negotiables, you know, these are, you know my quarterly goals you know my yearly goals whatever and then you base it upon that you know so beginning of the year i told c i want to do more voiceover work you know what i'm saying i want to um you know tap into the um the television realm you know so when we start getting calls for voiceovers we know that oh, okay that, that measures up why because that's exactly what we said we were going to do and there are some other opportunities that i turned down that for real i mean i just turned down Quite a few things this year that were international uh, gigs that paid quite a bit, but they weren't in alignment with our goals. You know, so even though it would have been good money, it would have actually taken us away from what you know we said we wanted to accomplish in 2016. So you should really have you know uh, your own you know goals, objectives, you know aims, whatever, written down at the beginning of the year. And you measure that up according to what you said you were going to do. To me, see, that's the simplest way to do it.
2: Yep, love it. Lauren in San Diego wants to know, Hey, E.T., how do I beat my test anxiety? I study hard for the exam but get really nervous right before it's time and I think it's affecting my performance.
0: Yeah, you know, I think, you know, every university see, there's what the Learning Resource Center. And one of the things that they do is they have um, – actual you know test anxiety experts you know uh so for those of you who are having those challenges i remember we were at michigan state right across from us you know was a learning resource uh, center and they actually had again individuals that would take you through a series of tests uh take you through a series of exercises you know and help you to overcome those anxieties so i would just say you know tap into the resources at your um you know at your um you know university and then i would also suggest You know there are stuff i'm sure online i'm sure there are podcasts out there or other you know um uh, you know media uh, outlets that you can use to i'm sure somebody told a story on youtube you know so i'm I'm sure it's a whole bunch of resources out there on either the internet or at your um, local university you put something in google i'm not trying to be funny but I promise you, Google will answer any and everything for you. Got
2: me. it. Um, let's take another one. Ramondo says, ET, uh, let me get the gist of this. How to? so basically, uh, it's long. He's asking, how do you, basically, how do you stay motivated when things are not going well? Uh, when everything's great, I'm pumped up, I'm working hard. And then when things start to fall apart, uh, I lose my motivation to keep going with it. Yeah,
0: well, that's a problem. You know, I'm just gonna be real. We need to talk off the grid, but it's a problem when your motivation is extrinsic. Like when you hide because things are going well or things aren't going well, like something's wrong with your focus and you need to work on that because your motivation should be intrinsic. So no matter what's going on, good or bad, that really shouldn't motivate your motivation. You know what I'm saying? Like that shouldn't fuel you. What should fuel you is, you know, my family, or whatever your why is, whatever the reasons you're doing what you're doing. Because let's just be honest, for all of us, we're gonna have bad days. You know, we're gonna have good days. Whatever that means. Like when my wife was diagnosed with MS, like there was some, um, there were some trying days after that. See, you know, in terms of my schedule being shifted, whatever. I didn't have a bad day or lose my motivation because she was diagnosed. I actually went harder. You know, so I think you have to, you, we have to do some soul searching. And you're gonna to have to really, um, you know, alter the way you 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 fuel yourself. You're gonna to have to be transformed because if you are saying good things happen, I'm pumped up; bad things happen, that that's a problem. So I think you need to look inwardly and ask yourself what's really fueling you, and if it's not intrinsic things that are fueling you, then then for real you need to make some changes so that you're not up and down and up and down because consistency is a thing that's gonna take you to that next level. So for real, I'm not just, you know, this ain't no shameless plug, but join Breathe University, you know what I'm saying? Get in the program and get, you know, and give yourself an opportunity with my self-determination theory to kind of look at that and move yourself from the extrinsic of I'm doing this for this to I'm doing this because I value it. And once you value something, And once you're doing it because it speaks volumes about who you are as a person, it doesn't make a difference what type of day you're having. It is that that's gonna drive you and move you. So for I think you you, you really need to evaluate what's fueling you and change the things that fuel you.
2: Yeah, no, and I think either what we talked about before too, how you're judging your failures, you know what I mean? Like what are you, you know what I mean? How are you looking at those things? How are you, you know, judging whether or not it's a, a a loss you know what i mean so i think that's crucial because one of the things that helped us you know early on and i talk about it often is the small wins and making sure that uh we learn from what those quote-unquote failures right so if you if you perceive it to be bad in the end of the world every time you make a mistake as opposed to a learning opportunity then yeah you are going to be frustrated you are going to be upset but if you can actually take it and do something with it and see that it's a blessing um, you know you'll probably be able to go even further. Um, let's see. Let's take one more. Actually, nope. I don't have one more. Um, all right, cool guys. You got anything else for me? We gotta. We gotta know we gotta get out of here um, fairly early catch today. I gotta catch You're this up, flight. Up, no but, questions. Uh, if you got anything you want to give to the people for besides the nugget of the day? Is there anything? Oh, we. Oh, I tell you what we missed. Uh, I forgot. I can't believe I forgot this. While we talking about Chipotle and Chick Fil A. Uh, Chipotle actually tweeted E the from the official Twitter account. Carl, I don't know if you knew that. But um yeah, I saw the message. Yeah, Chipotle there. tweeted out E uh, pubbing him up on his his uh public speaking abilities. So maybe that's why E uh said Chick-fil-A got to go cause he ain't tweet him. feel me? Yeah, he got that loyalty. You feel me? You yeah, you, you playing me? favorites over there. So hey, like hey,
0: it. I do want to say this, you know, and and I'm one of those guys, man, it's been some business opportunities that I missed, you know, that were ground level. I missed it. I was introduced to it close to the ground level and I missed it, you know, and for real, and some businesses or some opportunities, it's about catching it early, right, and often. And so I, I would be remiss not to say to you guys that we've started the Thank God I'm Married um, series. Uh, we have uh, a weekly call that we're doing. Listen to me, the last call we was on, I'm talking about the last two, my wife. Man, you know, we had the queen on there. Wax yeah. D. My wife don't talk, y'all, like that. I'm not saying she's shy and she not talkative, but like she not public, you know? So the fact that she thinks that this is valuable enough, you know, to become public. Cause see, once you start talking on podcasts, like everybody getting it, you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't no, you know what I'm saying? Like reserved for this group and she says some powerful and she doesn't like waste words you know she says some powerful stuff so i, I want those of you who are having a good marriage like don't get it twisted you the, the marriage is as a marathon so i want you to put yourself in a position where if it's not us you know you, you're getting something for your marriage on a weekly basis like those of you who you're married, you're like, yo, it's terrible. Like it's not where I wanted to be. You definitely need to sign up. Definitely. But we got the uh, conferences coming up the beginning of next year. Um, you know, and, the and cruise. I don't even when know i supposed to be saying this, huh? When is the cruise? Oh yeah, I was about to say, I don't know if I was yeah, supposed was to be going saying there. that. Oh, but yeah. 2018 is the cruise. Um, let me tell y'all something, man. We like we, we've been talking about all of the students, it's over 1,500 of them, they talking about a family reunion. Look, we're gonna have a family reunion on the cruise. And you're like, yeah, we're gonna be dealing with marriage, yup. We're gonna be dealing with entrepreneurship, yup. You know, we're we gonna be dealing with health, yup. We're gonna be dealing with making, yup. We, uh, uh, everything, we're gonna be on the boat seven days. We did, hey, it's ETA on steroids. We, uh, we, we doing it all. We talking about everything, we gonna eat together, uh, we're going to dance on a dance floor together. Like you're going to see on the cruise, we might as well call the cruise see the triple-double life because we're, gonna, we're going to, you're going to have Candace there, Tamisha going to be there. Like, look, I'm talking about everybody going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Every, like, you like, okay, is CJ, see, okay, is C really, is Carl really? Everybody going to be there. it's going to be food, fellowship, fun, seven days out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it's and it's gonna be in the beginning of the year in 2018, so you can live off that high, and that fuel and that energy for the rest of 2018. But for now, hit the um, hit the conferences which start in San Diego uh, in February Valentine Day or not maybe not the day but the weekend. And uh, it's going down, y'all. We, yeah, we It's we've my been first cruise, back. too.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm excited. i am never am on a Oh, it's going to be the first one? Before. Oh, uh, you're going to love it. Same for me. See, uh, I ain't live on ain't water, so it shouldn't be too <laughs> deep. You know what I'm saying? He lived on water, sensation. so it shouldn't be too deep. Yeah, he used yeah. to being in the ocean. But for those yeah. of us from 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 the mitten, uh, a cruise would be something, something different for me. And guys, you know, one of the things that, um you know, I love about BU is that we've taken giants from certain industries. And those are the people who are running this stuff. Because I know some people out there, you know, I always tell you to stick to one thing and one thing you're good at and, you know, really make that one thing happen. And so what I, you know, really think is dope about what we're doing at BU is getting people who are, that's their one thing to come in and teach that one thing to our community. So it's really dope, man. We got some phenomenal people. Of course, Josh teaching the business, you know, courses in BU. Um, Quest now with the marriage anybody who knows Quest knows I promise you this man if you ain't married if you dating if you if you if you single whatever Quest is that dude who make you want to get married if you ain't married like he makes marriage so fun like him and his wife like they the first ones up dancing hanging you know talking about how they better their marriage and talking about how much work they put in and Quest is the uh, you know, actually the guy who is leading out all of our marriage stuff. I promise you, man. It's like nothing you ever seen before. So yeah, no, that's um that's that's BU, y'all. We are we are literally changing the culture forever. We believe in what we're doing. And we slow played it, you know, because we wanted to build everything the way we wanted to build it on solid ground. Um, and, and the community is really taking off. So shout out to everybody who's been on uh the marriage calls that's been you know phenomenal as of late. Um, I got to go because I'm going to miss my flight if we don't hurry up. So ET, can you please hit us with that nugget of the day so we can get out of here? I don't think we have any announcements, right? We got uh, we, we did Dallas and nothing on the schedule besides Australia, of course. Nothing for our, our, our folks over here in the States, but if you're in Australia listening to it, go to bephenomenal.com.au, uh, please. Beef say it one more time. Be say. phenomenal. Let me, let me get it right. Be phenomenal twenty sixteen dot AU. Go just type in Eric Thomas Australia. All right. Google it. It's, it'll come up, right? <laughs> Go to the site. Hey look,
0: don't forget though, we, we got one more. We got one more. Cause I got a lot of work. I'm doing like a lot of retainers for different companies and you know sports programs. And we got one more conference to end the year off in december we're looking to do it the weekend of december 3rd 4th and we're trying to decide we're gonna let the people decide carl's gonna put up a survey here in a couple of days do we hit philly or did we hit new york do we hit the city of brotherly love or do we go to the shitty that never sleeps so we're gonna let the people of philly decide we're gonna let the people of new york decide Um, but we're going to hit one of those up for the last and final average skill, Phenomenal Wheel 2016, and uh, what we're going to add to it, see, to throw some flavor on it, is that the city that wins, I'm going to come to their city a day before and just flood the school system, the detention centers. Like We're going to get it in, see, for the last So where are they supposed to vote at?
2: Because this news to me.
0: Uh, I mean, I yeah, know we were gonna trying take to care it. We're going to take more. care of it. It's probably going to be on our website, but yeah. we're going to take care of it. Yeah. Social media, we'll tell you on social media where it's at. But look for uh, it in a couple of days. Let me apologize
2: but... to my staff now for the thousand emails that you about to get. Because the poll uh, ain't no, up no, asking okay. where to vote. All, surveys, though, all said surveys, on the podcast, he was coming to New York. How do I vote? How do I get him to my school? I apologize in advance. To everybody who's gotta answer all those emails, but absolutely no, <laughs> no we are right. doing one more. I didn't <laughs> know right. we were letting that cat out the bag. Yeah, yeah, Carl and I talked the other
0: day and was like, yo, we can't end it in I mean, what's that? Really is October, October, right, Carl? Yeah, like, yo, it's we October. can't I know we're gonna be in Australia for two weeks, but we can't end the whole year off like the last one is in October. Like maybe if it was November, you know what I'm saying? I could live with that, but no, I can't live with the fact that I we ending the year in October. So one more in December. And we gonna uh, we gonna we gonna wrap this year up, man. So real quick, I'll y'all, be there.
2: Uh, uh, come hella high water, whether I'm in a sling, a cast, whether my whole uh-huh. shoulder is just uh, like uh, numb, whatever it is, I'll and be there. Carl running. is in the knee brace. Hey, the knee brace, a knee George. brace. Oh, uh, Carl, oh, uh, hey. Carl, gonna be there in the body cast once he goes to the doctor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once Carl go in there and get checked out, they're like, uh-uh, little rant. man, we need you in a full body cast for six months. <laughs> Lord, have yeah. mercy. Carl ain't Carl ain't yeah. been in there to get nothing checked out. Oh no, it's, been it's a coming. It's going go all come yeah. out at one yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's you it's yeah. Going, yeah, you know, it's hey, you going to take care of it all at one time, get it out the way, you ain't never got to worry about it again. Mandatory at physicals
0: for ETA men from now on. <laughs> yeah, Mandatory. Yeah. Instead
2: of them laughing at bend me, over. I'm going to have to drag them along. Bend long over. Way. <laughs> yeah. at, what age, hey, uh, at what age do you got to bend over? Because that's, what I'm, that's when right. I'm going to stop going. I promise uh, you, 40. Okay, 40, because they still ain't told me oh, to bend over bit. yet. So I'm good. Yeah. Was, at 40, I promise you, that 39 is my last physical. All right, I'm gonna let y'all know right there. Whenever I go after that, I'm just gone. You feel me? Girl. No, I, I you can't care, I'm you not care. I'm gonna not H i am sorry. They're gonna take care of you. I'm sorry. See. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, yeah. Let me
0: y'all give y'all this nugget of the day and let y'all please, get out of please. here. Look, guys, I'm I'm for real. Listen to me. Is it's don't try to make it deeper than what it is. You know, I, I said it this morning, life is not what happens to you. All right. Stuff happened to all of us, man. I'm just For real, I'm just saying like stuff happens to all of us. Don't think that once you get to a certain, you know, tax bracket or you move to a certain neighborhood or you get a certain vehicle like, look, life happens when it rains. It it don't just rain on one class of people and not the other class. When it rains, it rains on everybody. Right. So life happens, guys. So it's not what happens to you. You know, it's how you respond. And I said in that um that 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 Instagram this morning that um man, life's not, you know, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? It's what you make it. Like when you're born, nobody gives you like a good life or a bad life. You know, you just get life. And for real, stuff happens. But but listen to me very closely. You make a choice if it's gonna be good or bad. And I promise y'all, I'm just making choices every day that, yo, I'm look. I don't care what wife diagnosed with, we're gonna make it work. You know, um, son, uh, freshman year, academic probation, we're gonna turn it around, we're gonna make it work. You know, uh, lied on, cheated on, whatever, guys, we're gonna make it work. So life happens to all of us, all right? Listen to me. A diamond is a chunk of coal that did well under pressure. You hear me? Come on. A diamond is a chunk of coal that did well under pressure. So we all go through life, y'all, all of us. We all go through life, ups, downs, bad news, terrible news, ugly news, loss. I'm talking about some of the stuff that we go through, man, it make you not wanna get out of bed. Some of y'all, y'all going through some stuff, it's like you don't even wanna keep going in life. You're ready to give up on life. Listen to me very carefully. If you're gonna be a diamond, you gotta go through pressure well, right? So we all go through it, but some of us go through it well. Go through it well. Stop complaining, stop murmuring, stop saying, woe is me. We all go through it. Just go through it well so that you can become a diamond. So it's your boy E.T. saying, hey, is your life. If it was easy to be a diamond, everybody would be a diamond. If it was easy to succeed, everybody would do it. Never said it was going to be easy. But I know you have what it takes to make the rest of your life the best of your life so instead of using your energy to talk about or focus on the negative use your energy to make your dreams and goals become a reality why because you deserve to fly first class you deserve to stay in five-star resorts you deserve Listen to me, you deserve to be a millionaire, a billionaire, whatever it is. You don't, you don't, listen to me, you don't deserve to live from paycheck to paycheck. You don't deserve to be stressed out. You don't deserve to have one life and not live it well. Look, it's your life. Listen to me, it's your life, all right? You deserve to make the rest of your life the best of your life. It's your boy ET and the ETA family, man. We love you guys, man, we love you. And we only want the best for you. We'll see you on the next
2: podcast. I appreciate the nugget of the day. ET, go to iTunes. Leave us that review, man. We'll see you next week.
0: I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home.
2: You make this. You concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate.